This is Michelle. And this is Andrea. And we are Black Girls Vibe. Andrea, how are you doing, friend? Doing great. Doing great. How about you? I'm doing okay. Uh, Today's date is February 11th, 2020. So Happy New Year to all of our tribers out there. Happy New Um, Year. Yes, yes, yes. You ready to, uh, we're going to focus in on one topic today, um, and that is the the untimely passing of Kobe Bryant and um, recent news coverage of um, his death, including uh, Gail King's recent interview of Lisa Leslie. Um, so, Andrea, you want to just hop into it? Yeah, let's, let's do it. It's been a lot of exchange back and forth the last few days it has been there totally has been um uh, what's your take on an assessment of uh, what you've seen and observed in the, in the way of um folks reaction to uh gail king's um quite line of questioning towards lisa leslie or or taking a step back what was your i know you've watched the whole five minute uh full length interview mm-hmm. what what was your take of it, having watched the whole clip or the whole interview. Right. So I, um, you know, probably just saw a lot of back and forth just in social media and in the news and just saw the clip that um, the network had aired. Just I didn't even realize that she that Gail was interviewing Lisa until, you know, all of the um, social media and everything started to like break out. Um, so, you know, I was getting bits and pieces of what people were saying before I even really knew, like, okay, it's about a question. So Mm -hmm. then, yes, I just watched the interview for myself. Um, And, you know, I'm, I'm sensitive to, I know how emotional it can be. We've all kind of grieved. Well, not all, a lot of us have grieved in our own way at his untimely passing and everyone who was lost in that helicopter crash. Um, and so just kind of centered around the question um, that Gail had posed to Lisa about the rape charges and the allegations that were brought against Kobe. Um, I think for me, I just, I didn't mind the question. I just was looking for it to be phrased a little differently. Like I didn't think it was targeting or was doing any disrespect to him or even Lisa or Kobe's family, I just, you know, we've heard a lot in the days since he passed for those of us who didn't know, like how much he was involved with his girls and especially Gigi and how much he was doing just with women and women in sports and supporting the WNBA and all of his philanthropic activities post-retirement. So Mm -hmm. for me, I wanted to hear the question phrased differently as to did those allegations and the charges in addition to other things him having girls being married and just youth and becoming an adult how did that just shape or did it shape his activity in his adult life kind of being did that like change his interactions with women in a sense yeah, yeah, and you know when you and I spoke about this earlier, uh, and you raised that point, um, I, it was a perspective I hadn't considered. Just um, how your suggestion that, like, perhaps she had phrased it differently, it would have fallen upon people differently. 
Um, but I, I thought that was, you know, that's a really good point. Um, I, you know, we've discussed it. Mm-hmm. I, I did not have, I did not have a problem with um, the question she asked specifically around um, the rape allegation, primarily because of a five minute inter five to six minute interview, literally. 30 seconds of that at best was spent on this topic. Right. Um, And the lion's share of the time was spent um, eliciting Gail's comments and thoughts around Kobe as um, uh, an advocate for women's basketball and how that manifested itself in its promotion uh, and support of Gigi as like his second coming. Mm -hmm. And Kobe as a family man and how she had seen Kobe, how they had grown up together in basketball. Right. So I, I didn't I didn't have a problem with the, the question. I thought that Lisa Leslie, to the extent that she may have been upset by it, um, she didn't, you know, she managed uh, herself and her response well. Um, but I have been, I will admit, I've been admittedly floored by the vitriol uh, shown towards uh, Gail by, you know, not only Snoop Dogg, but a whole group of people, including uh, Bill Cosby. Right. uh, Which is another rabbit hole altogether. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So it's it's been interesting to kind of try to dissect and understand how a series of questions could lead anyone to either explicitly or implicitly threaten somebody's life. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, you mentioned like we did talk about you and I talked about this the other day. Um, and, and the point that you raised, I like, too, is, yes, there's grief and there's a lot of emotion. Uh, but just starting to unpack like where that emotion is sure. coming from and is it kind of being misdirected towards mm-hmm. Gail? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I. One thing, like one of my biggest takeaways from this whole scenario over these last several days is that folks, and I'm not, I'm not pointing a finger at, at, at anyone specifically, uh, um, but if it, if it does feel like it's landing on you, perhaps it's something to consider. Um, folks um, have opportunities to find constructive ways to grieve. Right. You know, there, there are healthy and unhealthy ways to grieve uh, and and grief that resorts in you lashing out and hurting someone else, I would submit is not healthy or constructive grieving. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of conversations to be had around the sources of like we know the source of the grief, but what's the source of the anger right because it's, it feels like it's a little bigger than kobe being gone right and it's a little bigger than two or three questions that gail asked lisa right um so you know there, there's an opportunity there i don't know what the opportunity to address it looks like but certainly for me it's a reminder that hurt people hurt people mm-hmm and, and, you know, we all at some point in some way fall short of the glory and, you know, th- thank God for grace and compassion. Right. And so as angry and as frustrated as, and, and disappointed as I've been in Snoop, I'm going to extend him some grace and compassion with regard to his reaction. Right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause I mean, you're right. It's, it's like, it comes from somewhere, but just taking a step back from um, 
just the, the what triggered what was the trigger in the question because like you said lisa if it if it rattled her at all she didn't show it her demeanor didn't change and i thought she addressed the questions appropriately and speaking for someone who appeared to be a close friend and maybe in kobe's inner circle um probably closer than than snoop but right continue, but continue. right yeah um i thought she kind of addressed it shut it down appropriately and moved on um so yeah i just wonder if now that all of this has the storm around the question and the death threats and you know gail's response on her i think it was on her instagram and you know, all of this social media back and forth and the lashing out is, has anybody taken a step back to say, what is it about the question? Because it wasn't the response. It was, what is it about the question and where I am related emotionally to the grief that triggered that? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, on a certain level, you can, there's, this is like a, a, an onion with so many layers you could pull, peel back. I mean, some would argue that Kobe falls in a long line of African-American men of prominence who have been either successfully or unsuccessfully uh, targeted by law enforcement right. for prosecution. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so there's that. And, you know, there's the, the, the disproportionate number of black men in prison. Um, there, there's um, the, the undeniable history around black men being accused falsely accused of sexual assault against white women um there is this time that we're in you know this me too era and i think some of what's going on is applying like the 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 me too lens retroactively to activities that occurred in 2004 2003 Mm -hmm. 2004 Mm -hmm. so i I think it's a number of things going on and you have these reminders in real time of, of some of these triggers. Um, um, the Michael Vick 30 for 30 running last week. Right. As a reminder of there was a prominent athlete that was taken down and woefully overcharged and served time for something that perhaps white counterparts doing the same thing weren't even prosecuted or to the extent they did, they certainly didn't do two years in Leavenworth for it. Right. So it, to me, it was just like this confluence of all these things coming together to form this perfect storm of emotional reaction. And, and there was, there was, you know, emotional reaction. I hate to use the phrase that uh, both sides, <laughs> like you disagree. No, I don't No, I no continue. Now I'd like to hear a little <laughs> bit more about where you're going with this. <laughs> what? Well, you know, I, I, I think that there's like the, the pendulum was swinging wildly in both directions. Yeah. With, and spent very little time in the middle of the spectrum. I would agree with that. It, and, yeah. and, and I also think that uh, um, the, the middle for me, the, the middle ground for me is being able to acknowledge the, the great man that Kobe was in the entirety of his life, which includes what happens in Colorado. And it's hard to speak of his legacy and who, she, and who he was without at least making reference to that. Now, there are people mad 
made upset merely by the reference of it. Right. I view that as an extreme reaction because you don't know, you don't appreciate Kobe's story without that as one of the major, if not the major inflection point in his life. Yeah. (sighs) Right. And that for me is why I'd want to know. I mean, he was early twenties, what, 21? When the, um, when the, when the uh, uh, alleged assault happened. Right. He would have been, I don't know, 24, 25 20, okay. in, in um, the, the um, alleged victim was 17. Right. But so, Kobe was in his mid 20s or late early 20s. <laughs> right. So, I know, yeah, I knew he was he was a little bit older than her, um, but still married young. Um but just, you know, having young, high profile athlete face of the NBA or close to it. Sure. Um, and so you would have to think you're at the top feeling or I would think, you know, top of the world. Like he's got this arrogance about him playing with the Lakers, almost the untouchable, I would think. I mean, I clearly don't want to speak for anything that he would have thought about himself at the time, but that's how he carried himself. That is what he wanted to be the best. And so you've worked hard and set the stage. And this is, you know, like the public persona and the game time game face that you portray and the face almost losing that. Like, I would think that that would have to change you because if it doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) Like what would, right? What like if that, would? If, if, if that's not going to do it. He talks about in the documentary he produced, um, Muse, that came out around uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mentioned this in our conversation the other day. The, the closest he gets to referencing what happened in Colorado and the allegation of, of sexual assault was the personal challenges he, he, he faced in that season. And, and he didn't really talk about them from even a legal standpoint or a longevity or like... <laughs> Uh, potential of losing income standpoint, he was more talking about in the context of his family. And he said, you know, Vanessa was about to leave me. Right. When that happened. And the stress of the situation caused her to miscarry. Right. Uh, And we we lost a child in that season. Um, And, you know, it was, it was, it was clear to me that he carried the weight of that. He continued to carry the weight of the implications of Colorado that it had on his family. Like, 10 years later, he was still working through that a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's equally clear when you watch the documentary is that he was very deliberate about walling off that 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 part of his life, what he called the personal part of his life, right. from who he was on the court. And that's where the Black Mamba um, persona, that's the context in which that gets created mm-hmm. as a coping mechanism, if you will, for those allegations and, you know, him having to appear, appear in his appearing in court, hopping on a plane and playing in a Lakers game that night, you right. know, like just being like from, from, from court, from courtroom to the basketball court was his life. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I, I am, I, I do believe that it is appropriate uh, even uh two weeks within two weeks of his passing, I think it's appropriate to make reference to that. 
Uh, is it, is it, an, you know, how much do you, do you reopen or relitigate it? That's a, that's a discussion for another day. But referencing it, I do not think is, is inappropriate. And, and even inquiring about it, I, I thought that the spirit of where Gail was going with the questioning was appropriate. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, in that I didn't feel like she was being, uh, she was intentionally being salacious or trying to um, get a certain rise or reaction out of Lisa. But that that's just me. That I'm one person of billions. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that makes two of us because I I had the same um, takeaway. I didn't think she was. I know it, I you know I've heard a lot about the it's the follow up questions and then maybe even the second or third that was a little too much and she went a step too far. But I really thought when you put it in context of the entire interview, which is why we've talked about and asked people, did you watch the full interview? I felt like she was trying to tell his full story Mm -hmm. and we all have a complete story and there are good and bad things. Clearly not all of them are rape allegations or, you know, but we all have some things in our past and I didn't feel like she spent a lot of time to your point earlier, dwelling on that one particular incident or or moment in time, I thought she was really trying to get from Lisa how she remembers her friend and, you know, trying to really mm-hmm. tell his, his story and where his, his legacy. And, and, and contextualizing it. And, let, and let's be clear, uh, Kobe, the, the situation, the allegations against Kobe are vastly different than those uh, that made against uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Or a Jeffrey Epstein or a Bill Cosby. Yes. Kobe was not... Um, Allegate, the allegations of uh, against Kobe did not um, involve serial predatory behavior. Correct. There was uh, one allegation made public. Right. Not decades of abuse against dozens of women. Right. So there's that. Right. Um, and, and so any reference to those other men, I think, uh, uh, to that extent, in that context is inappropriate. Or yep. it's just just apples to oranges. Yep. Now, um, Andrea, this this our, our podcast is called Black Girls Vibe. It is right. It is, and and we are two black women, right? Yes. Day in, <laughs> day in and day out, every day, immutable. <laughs> yes. And so I feel like as two black women with this podcast, I don't know. I would feel remiss if we didn't spend what time we have left on this topic kind of talking about the apparent, what seems to me like what has become a very apparent schism in thinking between, let's start off first, between black women and black men, some black women and some black men on this issue. Uh Um, I have been um, disappointed uh, by the notion that black women don't support, you know, black women don't support. This is an example. Gail and Oprah are examples of black women who don't support black men. Mm-hmm. And we should keep our always keep our business in house. Mm-hmm. And they and they violated some kind of code by virtue of of they have historically and recently violated the code uh, by making reference to, in Gail's case, Kobe's uh, sexual assault allegations. Uh, his, Oprah historically 
for her investigations and coverage uh, into Michael Jackson. Right. And Russell Simmons. Right. Uh, allegedly at the uh, to the exclusion of coverage of Weinstein at all, although we know that's not factually accurate. But I am troubled by the notion that this is an exi- this is this is an example of how black women don't rock with black men. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> it has been very disheartening to really just see black men and black women just really attack each other around this. And as a black woman to feel attacked by it, because I think there's, there is definitely a way, however you land on this particular issue or anything else that may seem controversial, if that's what we want to call this. But I've, there's, there has to be a better way for us to have dialogue where yes. it's not where the, when you disagree over something where we're not, automatically reverting to calling each other out by names that are so inappropriate. Um, it's just like, it, and then you're questioning how we support the black man <laughs> and, and then just ready to, you know, discount us and, and, and reject our, you know, turn in your black card and, and reject, revoke our invitation to the cookout. So it's all of that. And I just think we just should do better about how we communicate to each other over these issues. Like it's everything doesn't have to get escalated to this point. And if you aren't able to articulate your opinion and thoughts or feel like you have to degrade me to do so, we have a long way to go. Well, that's true. And, um, he's a, it's a public figure. I'm not going to mention him by name, but it's the public figure who's um, unrelated, I think, tweet I sent to you earlier today. So you'll know who I'm talking about. Yes. I was on his account earlier just by virtue of having been forwarded that tweet and saw uh, where he apparently has taken a very pro-Kobe, pro-Snoop stance and has a picture on his page of a a T-shirt that says, and I'm not going to use the words, but F, F Trump... F. Gail, F. Oprah. Wow. <laughs> are they, are they comparators? Are we are we are we legit comparing them to to him? Is that is that where we are now? Wow. Mm. Um. So, like, it's clear to me that in in certain components of the black community the acts of Gail recently and apparently Oprah historically <laughs> right, um, <laughs> are viewed as just as uh, treasonous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, egregious mm-hmm. as that of our current president, which is stunning. Right. Right. I just don't have another <laughs> reaction to that. And I don't, I don't know how much ground or opportunity there is for us to cut. You know, there was a time when we could, disagree amicably and and not take it personally right like if you and i had happened to not be philosophically assigned on aligned on this topic i then i'm gonna hazard a guess and, and say that we probably would have continued to be friends over that philosophical difference 
Nope, friendship over podcast ends. <laughs> right, like no more vibing. Right, and no more vibing of black girls. Like right. it, it ends because we, and 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 when did we lose the ability to disagree amicably and and disagree civilly, mm-hmm. which is just as important as being amicable, being civil. Right. That's um, that's all it is. And so you know, going back to one of my major takeaways is like. This situation has opened my mind and eyes to folks in my atmosphere um, that I have a new awareness of because going back to the point earlier, hurt folks hurt people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and sometimes you have to you you get beyond what intent is and just go to you have to speak to impact. Right. And I can't risk being hurt by someone that I can now see is, is is hurting and is demonstrating that hurt in a way that suggests that they don't mind hurting other people. Mm-hmm. And I can't expose myself to that hurt. So this has mm-hmm. been very eye-opening to me just to give me a sense of where folks are. Right. Uh and I just need to govern myself accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, just to, to self-protect. Uh, and that may sound, I don't, I don't want that to sound harsh or that doesn't, that's, that's not, that's not cancel culture. That's just awareness. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that, that, that friends are getting cut off or anything like that, but it's just, I, I have, I will leave it at, I have heightened awareness around these issues now. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. 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 Because I, I don't think I don't think any any of this this is not a situation where cancel culture feels appropriate. <laughs> but it's not I don't think that it is either, but we sure have been quick to cancel Gail and yeah. and Oprah. <laughs> and Oprah and you know I'm like, can I listen to Gin and Juice anymore? Like, do I have to? <laughs> right. Do you have to cancel Snoop? And and I, I've decided I'm not canceling Snoop. I, I have the capacity, again, to be disappointed and frustrated. Uh, but not cancel him as a human. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I have the capacity to do that. Um, and so, no, I'm, I am not... Uh, I, you know, I may regard Snoop with a long handled spoon, but as, as far as like the canceling piece, I'm not, I'm not as quick to pull the trigger on that as, you know, I don't, I'm going to mention him and I, like, it's easier for me to fall in a place of cancellation for someone like a Bill Cosby or an R. Kelly, mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm being candid. And, mm-hmm. You know, if, I, if I'm stepping out on a limb, I'm stepping on toes, I'm sorry. Charge it to my head and not my heart. Uh, but I, be, because of the undeniable and incontrovertible and compelling evidence that's put, been put in front of us, in, in you know, in, in R. Kelly's instance, over the last several decades, right? I can reach a point where I say, okay, as a as a black woman, I've got to you know push away from that table. Uh, 
you know, in, in, in the same sense that, I don't know, um, on, this, this is like, this is like grapes to watermelons, but as, as a, as a Biggie fan mm-hmm. learning after his death about how abusive he was physically towards Lil' Kim. Mm-hmm changed my relationship with Biggie. Right. Um, and, you know, our, our most favoritist artist. <laughs> l- learning after his passing that he groomed my Tay mm-hmm. from age 15 to be in a sexual relationship with him. And when he was ready to consummate that relationship, for them to consummate that relationship when she was 18 or 19, telling her, Okay, it's time for you to go to the, the, the GYN and get on birth control. Right. Like, I love me some Prince. Mm-hmm. You love you some Prince. Mm-hmm. It broke my heart to learn that about him. But it also underscored, learning that, you know, about him underscored for me that he was human. And sometimes I think it's easy to lose sight of that when it comes to our heroes. I, and I think that is some of what's happened just relative to Kobe it's you know for us we saw him as a high school senior enter the league so we've seen him grow he's he was our age Mm -hmm. and so I think there is that place where you watch somebody just like like I think we talked about after we first learned he passed like he went to prom with Brandy. Like you've seen. <laughs> yeah. Like you felt like you watched him grow up. Like, yes. And that he grew up with you. Like for me, he was like the younger brother. Right. But, but you know, I, we, we don't have to go down like my history with Kobe, but I wasn't really feeling Kobe until he was like old head Kobe. Like, but that's another, yes, we can talk like about that some other time. Mama, but yeah, but I followed him. I followed him since he came in the NBA. Right. And so knowing he was superstar in the league, taking on or take like resuming or taking the crown um, from from Jordan, um, like he was the heir apparent. And so, yeah, I mean, he was for a lot of us like we do, like you said, Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, some of these other we place and just every our everyday people like they're human and we place we place them on a pedestal. And so when something happens and you've seen them in this certain light and then it's like, oh, (laughs) how does that then shift this image and perception that you've had of them? And I think some of that is the, well, this incident for Kobe happened almost 20 years ago. He's had this much of life after that, but it doesn't change, you know, in a negative for him now for some others like we've talked about it's clearly different we won't with r kelly and, and cosby like that's some decades you know <laughs> but how does that it doesn't have to negate what he has done in his adult life and i think that's some of the conflict that people are struggling with too is the you can't bring that up because of all of this but it's like but it's part of who he was it happened and yeah. it, you know, so it's just telling the story of somebody's life. The, 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 to, the totality of their life, right. which, which again, this, this incident, we, we don't know what happened. Only Kobe and that young lady, or now that, that grown woman now, only they will know what happened. 
But we do know it was a what came out of that experience was transformative for him. Mm -hmm. And so if for no other reason, it bears mentioning and referencing again, whether whether we relitigate the thing, that's another discussion for another day. Right. But but it absolutely, I think, is appropriate. And you can and you can reference it in a way that doesn't suggest that you that 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 was his defining moment. Because right. I don't think I don't think anybody that's looking at this from a reasonable perspective sees a discussion about. Well, I mean, let me phrase what I'm going to say differently. People, most of the people in, that I've been in conversation with, or all the people actually I've been in conversation with about this, when we've talked about the rape allegation, they have not referenced it as Kobe's defining moment. Right. And like the the pall over his his life. That's not how it's gotten discussed. But I know, I know a part I suspect that a part of this is because of how the 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 black mamba persona asserted itself afterwards, like it was a pretty effective separation and compartmentalization of it. Mm-hmm. So there hadn't been meaningful conversation around this Kobe and this allegation since 2004, 2005. Right. We, we you know, um, and I, I don't know how often, if at all, reporters even tried to mention, subsequently tried to mention that incident to him. I've not seen any footage to that effect. I haven't either. But, but I suspect it was infrequent, if at all. Right. Uh, so I think I think it's a, an appropriate time to talk about it. And, you know, I discussed the fact last week that, um, or, or just a few days ago, that for some, it would never be the, a right time to talk about it. If you brought it up on January 26, 2021, there will be folks who say, let that man rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And so uh, timing can't be the reason we don't discuss it because the, the, you know, we, we will perpetually grieve the loss. Exactly. And so if, if we use grief as the reason not to discuss it, then we'll never discuss it. Nope. And, and if we use grief as a reason not to deal with our stuff, right. Our stuff will <laughs> never get dealt with. Nope. And we'll so, continue to have more and, and hurtful dialogue. Weeks like this past week. <laughs> Which have been stressful as yes, all get out. Yes, they have. But, um, you know, we're we're saddened by his untimely passing, definitely by his daughter and all of those who were um, on that helicopter and their families as well. Yes, yes. And wanting to be sure to, to honor and acknowledge all those that were lost um, in the helicopter crash. It was just, you know, the tragedy and the magnitude of it. I mean, we're, we're obviously all, I think, still processing. Uh I think we just had a pretty uh, decent airing out of this issue, Andrea. I think so. We'll see what transpires in the social media world and in sure. the media um, sure. about this. His, um, I think they had his private um, service or service memorial thing. today, and then they have the public um, service on the 24th, the 24th of this month. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll see how this story evolves, if it does, um, going forward. Yeah, and one more point to add, a, f- a friend of mine that I was talking to about this fairly extensively earlier today, uh, uh, her boyfriend is a, is a huge Lakers and Kobe fan, and he, he brought up the fact in conversation with her that, you know, this is the first time that he could think of, and when, I, and when it was presented to me, I couldn't think of another moment like it too, where 
a, an NBA player of Kobe's magnitude was lost mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. I I can't I can't think of a moment. You know, the the closest I get in the basketball world is you know the, the like the Lynn bias, right? But that's that's not even that kind of on the on the level of magnitude and scale is lower as far as reaction and shock and devastation and level of 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 and profundity of grief right um you know i don't know what it was like when almost 50 years ago you know we lose the world lost roberto clemente in a helicopter crash you know as he's an active player for the pittsburgh uh pirates i think who had just come off of winning a world series Maybe maybe that's that's the closest comparable in the pro sports realm where and you know again Kobe wasn't an active player but it we're, we're off you know part of what's going on is we're off script as far as what to do because this has never happened before right uh, which makes how how the NBA and how the Lakers responded and put together that moving tribute um, I guess all was that that would have been. The game, their first game after he passed away mm-hmm. on January 31st. I mean, that tribute was amazing that they were able to put that together so quickly. Yeah. And grieving themselves as they were. Right. Uh, but yeah, so um, thank you, Kobe. Thank you, Gigi. Thank you for all those. Um, thank you to all the people uh, who were lost for the contributions you made. And uh, we'll never forget you. Yeah. You will be dearly missed. So. Indeed, indeed. Never forgotten. Yep. Uh, to our listeners, we would love to get your thoughts and comments and ideas on this topic. Um, for those of us, for those of you who are already following us on our Facebook uh, page, great. For those who aren't, please come over and join us. And, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts and perspective on it. Uh, and on that note, we will see you guys again soon. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye.